We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Buffalo, featuring conversations with guests from around the world of sports, media, pop culture, and all things Buffalo, with your host, Patrick Moran. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Talking Buffalo, your weekday daily driver for Buffalo Sports Talk and more. I'm your host, Patrick Moran. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Appreciate you all very much. Today's episode is presented by Imperial Pizza. Two locations, the Staple South Buffalo location at 1035 Abbott Road, and of course, the brand new place at 1665 Main Street. Make sure you go check that out. I am joined here in studio, and we're going to record actually back-to-back episodes. So this episode is for Thursday. We're going to do a, a fan Friday for Friday. Joined by my buddy, Tone Pucks. What's going on, man? Haven't seen you or talked to you since actually before the Chiefs game. Uh, Edge in the studio before the Chiefs game, not since. Uh, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing all right. I think you know, being that it's my first, uh, my first appearance since you know, feed me KC. I think, right? I mean, did I did I pop in for one after uh, feed me KC I... in in preparation? I mean, I feel like. Uh, it may not have been a right after the. No, it was right after the game because because uh, the kid was here. That was it, right? The Pittsburgh game. Yeah, you came here after the Pittsburgh game. We did a post game show. So this is this is the first time I've I've been around since uh, since my makeshift feed me KC shirt. You know, I was the I was beating the drum. You know, when Pat when Pat Mahomes sat there in the locker room afterwards and said, you know. They wanted it, and they got. You know what I mean? I can't remember now. I'm going to forget how he phrased it exactly. They, but they asked for it. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. And I think you know, he was speaking directly to me. I think I, I ended up, I ended up, bulletin board material for the Kansas City Chiefs. You're not the only one. I'm sorry. Let, let me start there. Yeah, but I'm the only one who really, really wanted the matchup. You though, did, man. Like I like, like, like I. You wanted, wanted it before most people. Did. I wanted the matchup. Uh, yes, before I think uh, most wanted. I think it. most people waited till after the Miami game, and then once Kansas City beat Miami, and they knew they were playing Kansas City, they, they got excited for it. Whereas you were calling out the Chiefs, pretty much. Actually, you were calling out the Chiefs before the Pittsburgh game. The Pittsburgh game was confirmation that they were going to play the Chiefs That's because right. you had the Feed Me KC shirt on before they even played the Steelers. I think. That's I think that, that I'm pretty right. sure that, yeah. that sounds right anyway. I can't remember. It wasn't that long ago. And it, but that 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 uh what do you call it? Blizzardy thing, you know, that that week of paralyzing weather uh took a lot of people for a loop. You know what I yeah. mean? Like a little like a little small, very small, small sample size of like COVID. Tell me that like you didn't come out of that week all all backwards and shit, man. I didn't know what was going on. I did. I didn't I, know to what an extent, was going I never on. thought I got of kids it. in school that were home and shit like that that were crushing me. You know, shout out to Aaron Quinn, who at least in, shares in that a little bit. He's the only guy locally, you know, I, I, I see that at least puts, you know, his trials and tribulations of parenting out there <laughs> yeah, he for does. the world. And I, and I love that shit. Actually. That's a good point. I, I never thought that of that. Shit. It was like a little bit of a taste of COVID. Uh, for me, so my primary job, I work from home. I do this podcast from home. And I part-time, I drive part-time, did not go to work at all for the driving job that whole week. I literally, with the exception of going to the store twice 
I don't think I left the house for eight days, like during that storm and in the aftermath. Part of it was laziness. I mean, it wasn't like undrivable or anything for for eight days. But yeah, I kind of got a little bit of taste of COVID. Let's start here. So we're going to talk today uh, about a bunch of things, including the Bills retaining, if I guess you want to call that, Joe Brady or removing the interim tag, naming Bobby Babich a uh, defensive coordinator. I'm going to get your thoughts on that in a couple of minutes. But actually, let's start here because, again, you were on immediately after the Pittsburgh game and have were not on after the Kansas City game. It's been uh, a little more than a week and a half since the Bills lost by a field goal at home to the Chiefs to end their season in the divisional round for a third straight year. Where's your head at right now? Like, what's your level of annoyance with, with the end of the season and, and how things played out, if at all, at this point? Yeah, it's probably significantly less than most other people's level of uh, of annoyance. You know, yeah. um, I mean, I was I was hurting. I went through the usual, you know, uh, on uh, on Monday, um, but you know, I, I would say by about Wednesday, I was kind of like, okay, uh, you know, I'm 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 back into just some sort of. Um, not just life mode, but football mode that is like, I, I remember what, uh, the, the start of the off season feels like. And yeah, and I, and I just got there. And then when the, when the conference championships are played and your team's just not being talked about at all anymore, I think that that's when it like totally sets in. So I don't know what you're asking. If you were asking me just, you know, my state of uh, optimism for the bills or just you know my my ups and downs from uh you know from how we all uh, processed the loss, but that was that was kind of my week uh, of fandom, you know in a in a nutshell. I think I I, I think I got to a, a a resigned place quicker than most. Yeah, I you know what's funny is well it's not funny. I had so much angst and anxiety leading up to the game that I, and I said this multiple times on the show recently, I just didn't enjoy this season as a whole. This might've been the least enjoyable Josh Allen quarterback season of the Buffalo Bills, maybe since his rookie year, because there was no expectations or even maybe 2019. I just, I felt this was the year where the window was not going to be any more wide open than this. This is as open as it's going to get. It's not shut. We, we know that. I don't need to say that, but anyway, I, I just didn't have no enjoyment for the season or very little enjoyment during the season. I was anxious before the game. For whatever reason, after the game, I got over it quickly. I don't know why, but I got over it real quick. Like I woke up Monday morning and uh, I was almost fine, but I've gotten progressively more annoyed since then. Oh, that's an interesting dynamic. Be because, well, you mentioned it, the championship game, watching it, watching the Ravens lay an egg at home. That bothered me because I always thought that the Bills can match up well with the Ravens just because I thought that they'd be able to stymie that passing game, just like the Chiefs did. So that annoyed me. And I've also been annoyed at fans to an extent. Just the, we're going to talk about this too in a few minutes. Just the reaction. It's just, I don't know, man. I, have, I, will, I, I will have so little to say. All right. I shut all that shit out. Yeah. All right. The minute the season ends, all right. If if I could spend ten minutes on the for you algorithms that feed me so many terrible bills takes throughout the season, I would switch that uh, that mode on right then and there. I don't want to hear what anybody has to say from from a fan perspective and i'm a fan too all right so I'm, not, I. I'm not on the other on the other side same, okay same. I'm, I'm not trying to say i uh am high and mighty in my interpretation of your opinions okay but some of them are just awful they're just awful and 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 i don't have a great deal of respect for them and or or think that anybody is really on to anything um, it's just a ton of sour grapes and just like, you know, it's an awful time to be in Bill's Twitter. So I just removed myself from Bill's Twitter. You, you, you know, you're, you got this thing here to, you know, I'm the in Buffalo the big, sports. I, I, I roll around in the, in the mud, just like Tyler Dunn, like this said a couple of days ago, a lot of, I would have, I'm going to maybe find my way to that. That was a, <laughs> that was a big, that was a big 
guest to have. Um, there was a know, lot of opinions. The first, the, first, the first most relaxed sit down. I think he's not, you know, I could be wrong here, but you know, I, I, he's been quoted. He hasn't backed away from his article or anything like that. No. He's been out there. He's been visible. All right. But I wouldn't necessarily say that, you know, that he's ever been able to be as relaxed. Right. As he as he was in this chair. Thank you, though, by the way, for following up like your most anticipated episode ever with my ass on like the <laughs> fucking Wednesday afternoon as I do like it was it was his first time what where I supposed to do with that. He he addressed the article and stuff he has numerous times, but it's been on his own show under his own terms where he got to kind of narrate the story, whereas this was the first time we got to sat down with someone locally anyway, for sure. But let's get back to you instead. Um, So were you aware, all right, in a clip that you put out that you used the word, did you intentionally use the word pandering like four to six times, all right, during during a back and forth with Tyler, maybe towards definitely in the more relaxed part of the show, you put a clip out there that said pandering like like five times, man. And I'm just thinking to myself, are are you starting to gravitate towards the, uh, <laughs> you know, towards the opinion, one very loud opinion that you are indeed pandering, Pat? Yeah. All right. Did you know you did it, bro? Yeah. Did you know you did you know you used pandering that I, many times? I, I brought Joe up on the show. Tyler said, it, yeah, because Tyler and yeah. Tyler said something along the lines that there's a portion of people who cover the team that pander to the fans. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I started I said I internally I you was pander laughing. You pander to media. That's the funny thing about you. You are mostly pandering Pat for pandering to other people's in the, op- opinions. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 for shit sure. Like that. You're not a, you're actually not a Bills panderer. You know, you'll no. fucking shit on them because you, you ain't got a prayer. I'm about to in a few minutes. <laughs> All right, well, go get started on shitting on them now because well, I think they had a pretty good week. If you're really able to, uh, you know, detach yourself from that Kansas City game and the end of the season, all right, then they really, they, they really had a, a pretty good week. Let me say this though, um, I think one of the reasons I'm more able to detach myself from it, or I, we land in different places, uh, is I didn't hate the season. You know, like you, you assessed this season just a minute ago as like, you just didn't enjoy it as much as you thought you would have. And I thought it was a flop. And and I'm going to say that every expectation, all right, has to, uh, you know, be kind of measured in its own way. And once, yes, weeks zero through one through 12 were exhausting, man, exhausting. Sure. But that run, all right against the teams we did it against and Miami on the last day and looking at that Chiefs game lining up and stuff like that. Man, that was about a month and a half of as fun a Bill season as I can remember having. About a month and a half, bro. All right, because I'm not going to say all six games of the winning streak necessarily, but I am going to borrow those two playoff weeks, even in a loss, and say somewhere in there were six really, really fun weeks of the football season right that's yes that's fair here's my problem and and let me circle back to bill's fans you mentioned about them shitting on the team i see i see it the opposite way actually my issue and this is something from my conversations with tyler dunn and not just his article and not just the podcast the other day but the expectations that fans put on this team what are you satisfied with? What should the expectations be at this point? It's a successful regular season good enough. And I don't think it should be anymore at this point. Like I think fan acceptance or expectation right now is too low. I feel that this team should have a super bowl or bust mentality. And that's how we should evaluate these seasons. And if you think maybe that's just a little bit too far, at least get into a conference championship needs to be the expectations and if you don't to me that's a failure of a season you know we i think too many fans and and too many media and content creators too and i fall guilty of it myself sometimes but you take regular season stats and dvoa and all these metrics and tell you how good the bills are and still talking about that today like there should be more talk about how ed oliver 
face planted in the playoffs again. Again, how Stefan Diggs did absolutely dick in the playoffs for a third straight year now at this point. You know, I'd like, doesn't it feel like there's a standard in Buffalo that like the Packers have, like Green Bay fans have, or like Dallas fans have? Buffalo, it's like, yeah, it's a good run. It was a good season, won 10, 11 games, won an AFC East division title. Hooray, go get the t shirt, AFC East divisional champions. There's just too much acceptance to me of getting to this point and losing. And I know I'm not saying fans are complete, you know, they're not doing cartwheels and shit, but the expectations should be higher than it is. And I think that's where I take issue with most fans, media, content creators, whoever. I don't think this season was in any way, shape, or form a success. That's the way I look at it. Because they didn't get to a conference championship. This team is too good to, to be losing year after year after year in the divisional round of the playoffs. And to me, maybe it's because of my age, because we we lived during an era where the Bills went to four straight Super Bowls. They were in another AFC championship game that they lost to the Bengals. Wrap it up, because I got a great take that just right, hit me out of nowhere. Go ahead. I mean, this just fucking hit me dude. hit it before you lose it because I, nah, I can't hold I, it I, i'm gonna keep it actually it's gonna it's gonna stay and by the way all right everything you said and the way you delivered it it was clip worthy it was it was clip it clip it <laughs> um did you forget your take no i didn't <laughs> let me tell you something that the bill's recent success coincides with and how it may really kind of be impacting uh, the way the playoffs has lined up for the Bills, okay? here Because my belief on the success or failures of a season is, all right, you can't, you, you can't lose as a decided favorite in the playoffs, all right? Like, you can't miss the playoffs. That almost happened. You can't lose by a decided favorite. And once you get into those final four to eight teams, mm -hmm. all right, here's hoping – you know, the breaks are are going your way, whether they're the injury scenarios before the game, the way the football bounces in the game. They are fucking coin flip games as far as I'm concerned. All right. They they really are. Once you especially if it's the Chiefs. You've ended up having to face the Chiefs two times. All right. Hold on. You ended up having to face the Chiefs like two times uh in a in a divisional. Yeah. All right. Because of what I'm about to tell you. Okay. At least one, maybe two. The Bills' success has coincided with the change in the number of playoff teams and the reduction of a bye week for the number two seed. Yeah, that's okay. true. Okay. Um, that shit has been huge. That changes a lot, all right, when we go to compare them against, you know, playoff past failures, you know, rivers, if you will, Okay. That that has been big, man. The the Bills have just ended up in some really, really tough divisional games, home and road. I agree. All right. That most teams that find their way to a Super Bowl, uh, either that's their first game and they're like well rested because they're the one. Um or you know, they're, they're significantly better than the other teams still in the division around the bills. Haven't gotten any of that. Some of it's a product of their own doing. All right. With, with this year, certainly being that, although this year they end up a two, um, but some of it too is, they did is, last year too. is the fact that they don't get the buy as the two, the one starts getting the buy and the two ends up uh, just with really, really difficult matches. And, and it ends up that, you know, Kansas City had the rough season two, but it coincides. So that coincides with them being the three and you know, instead of two. Like let's say it's uh whatever, Baltimore and Kansas City's roles are reversed, and Baltimore is coming here for a divisional and shit like that. All right, you're like, all right, we're what five, five and a half point favorites. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Um, but no, you get like a guy who is now putting himself in the conversation of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. That's the draw you get. So not only is that the team you've been drawn, okay, but you've been drawing them sooner than you should be otherwise, all right, by virtue of the fact that the, the two seed no longer gets a second bye. That has been bad luck for the Bills. I, and I maybe agree. it's just, you know, another, the cherry on top for me, which does not judge these seasons by 
the Super Bowl. I judge them by how hard did you try to get to the Super Bowl without saying it. And this year was a plus. This year was all was all in. Sure, they missed not doing the receiver early, and they could have gone, you know, added more than uh, than Douglas at the deadline. I don't, but man, did they signed the ball everywhere they needed to go. They did to they, win a championship agree. this year. They I agree. gave me everything they had, you know, in terms of they their roster management. I I, I uh, couldn't agree there. more. And I think and, you have a good take about the and they team. and they ended up all right. Is probably the fifth or sixth best team in football that uh, that didn't couldn't close out a game. And that, for me, we didn't even talk about the game. I don't care to. All right. I'm not all pissed at Josh or nothing like that. I could break down the last drive or the failing series of the last drive. But this is just a totally different fucking uh, Bill's universe right now if you just score the tutty. Just score the fucking tutty, man. Just score the tutty. I got all right, and then then you know the defense closes in about forty five seconds, or they don't. But yeah. score the tutty, and everything's different. Agreed, and I agree about the buy too. But I, I'll say this too, because I think ultimately I may have comes, overhyped the buy. Like it, when the buy hit me, I was like, "Oh my god, this is incredible!" And then I was. It just, matters. Yeah, it, I'm know, not going to say it, it doesn't matter. Kind of fizzled matter. a little bit in delivery. I'll give you a perfect buy example, a specific. If the Bills would have had a buy as a two seed this season, Jarrell Bernard doesn't get hurt. Don't tell me that shit didn't matter. Sure, that mattered a ton. But having said that, I think this ultimately comes back to a, a comparison of a team in another sport. I'll get to that. I agree with you about the buy. That said, Kansas City had an equal tough road. They had to go on the road, literally. They were injury. They were hit hard with injuries, just like the Bills. They lost their safety on the second offensive snap of the game. It was a good one. So they were hurting, too. The year before, you get the Bengals at home. Dude, let's not forget, okay? The Bengals had three starting offensive linemen out of the game and still just dominated the Bills. There Tur was some bad juju in the fucking stadium that day, man. All right. Was there, was just, there was just some bad juju in that stadium, which sucked because I remember walking in. It's one of the like few Facebook videos I've ever done in my life. But I remember walking into that Cincy game like this is the coolest atmosphere I've ever I, you know, I've ever walked through coolest. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? But, but I think it's because I hadn't gone to a game in a little while or mm -hmm. whatever. And, and I was just, uh, you know, I was, I was uppity. Um, let me offer you an NBA comparison good, because I had no idea what even started. That everybody has kept happy. saying, I saw this all year long and I understand until now, but everything I said, Oh, the, the, the bills, are the Chicago Bulls that need to get over to Detroit Pistons. They couldn't get over. They had to get over to Detroit Pistons to start winning all these championships. Who's you? Nobody uses the Bulls. Bullshit. I've Nobody heard that a lot. uses the Bulls, Listen, bro, because um, that would imply that you're about to blow past the, the Chiefs and become a dynasty. You and have, that is Well, you got to get past with. them. That's well, over with. You are no longer in play for the dynasty. Agreed. The the cheat, you know what I'm I mean? I'm telling you, I heard all the time. She's because, let me give you, let me because give you, more you let far too many terrible takes, all right, into your into your world. Well, let me give you a NBA comparison take that's not terrible. The the Bills are not the Bulls that had to get over the Pistons. You know who the, who the Buffalo Bills are right now? They're the 1990s New York Knicks. Love it. Boom. They're the Knicks. They're the Knicks and the Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes. That's They're Jordan. That's the Bulls. Beautiful. Everyone's like, you got to wait to get over the Bulls or you know, the Bulls get over the Pistons. I don't know that they are. The New York Knicks in the 90s were good. They lost to the Bulls in the playoffs four fucking times in a row. Four times in a row. Only, only 37% of your listeners right now are understanding how good this reference is, but that's okay because <laughs> those 37% yeah. of the people, all right, are what matters. It's great, man. If it's it's great, not for the it's Chiefs. It's a great take because we're no longer, yes, we're we're no longer that upstart team what that's going to go past them. I think that, that ship sailed like last year big time like what happened year, when what happened when michael jordan went sale. to bat when michael jordan left to go to baseball and was gone for a year and a half what happened the knicks went to an nba final that year remember they lost to houston in 94 sure all right well they couldn't get past the bulls though with jordan and i feel like that's how the bills are at this point 
I don't know that they're going to get past the Chiefs. I don't know that they can beat the Chiefs. So if Pat Mahomes tears an ACL or something, maybe the Bills will go to Super Bowl. Were it not for the Chiefs, maybe the Bills go to two Super Bowls by now. Yeah. You know, if they get past yeah. the Chiefs 13 seconds, they're beating Cincy at home. And I feel, honestly, objectively, if the Bills beat the Chiefs two weeks ago, I think they go into Baltimore and beat Baltimore just like the Chiefs did. You're talking potentially two Super Bowls in three years, but you cannot get past Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Well, what a nemesis, man. What a what a way, what a way the story turned um this year in, in particular. You yeah. know what I mean? It just uh um but it, it's too it doesn't way. fucking matter though. In in the grand scheme of things, okay, it doesn't matter about becoming the dynasty and why we didn't and stuff like that. All right, just uh it the the biggie right now is this kid's got to bring this town a Super Bowl, okay? Sure. All right, he's at year 7A, whatever yeah, it is, Dynasty's that sort called. of thing. Ja Josh seems like a, a cat who's going to play for a minute, and uh, it, it would be a really weird day uh, for the Bills to come come off him. I think he plays into his late 30s in this, in this city, um, and he's got to come away with one. <laughs> he does. Oh, man, he just... Just plenty of time left, plenty of time left. And we're right back in the conversation next year because this year's team, or, you know, the, the 2024, uh, the coming 2024 Bills are not going to suck, man. That roster is probably going to end up looking better than certainly all right, this year's Bills ended with. Uh, don't agree. Take a quick break. Be right back. Get out of your mind. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, now back here with Tone Pucks. Let me ask you a question. No, Do you consider? Don't you ever go to a break with a last word like that again on me? All right, uh, I think there... don't agree. One through twenty-two, one through twenty-two will be as good. <laughs> one through twenty-two will be as good. Yeah, you think we'll it's have some depth, depth issues? It's going to absolutely going to have some depth right, issues. They're right. not going eight, nine deep with proven veterans on the defensive line, uh, defensive backs. Well, um, as, as luck would have it, all right, I've got a block of time uh, off this weekend where I was going to break down what I think the Bills, like, 38 through 52 might look like next year. So I'll be able to provide <laughs> that, man. Fuck, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I mean, we're just talking about, like, you know, 1 through 30-ish, all right? 1 through 30-ish. And, I'm look, I'm putting uh, Matt Milano back on the football field, all right? Andrew, like, I'm, I'm, robbing, I'm robbing that from your side of the uh, of, no, of the legend. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about those healthy, uh, you know, returns make this team way better than the one that uh, that that just lost to the Chiefs. We'll talk might about not be fair. I might be it might be a little little biased there. Might be kind of tilted my way, but so what? All right, that's those injuries mattered huge. They mattered huge. 
And there, there were excuses in the games other than 13 seconds, other than 13 seconds. You know, there were real reasons behind why the Bills season ended when it did the last few years. Uh, absolutely. And I, God, I hate, I, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're going to listen to this and you're going to say, what? Bullshit. But I'm telling you now, if the Bills do not lose Terrell Bernard, the Buffalo Bills beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I will go to my grave feeling that. We'll talk about the roster maybe next week more going forward. Let me ask you a question, though. Do you consider, and this is an honest question, I want your honest answer, do you consider Ed Oliver and Stefan Diggs great football players? Do you consider them great players? Um, Up until this year, Steph went on a, a, a run that catapulted him into uh into that category of great players stefan diggs did not have if if it's a sign of things to come all right um you know the greatness is probably waning down to to goodness right now what about that it's a price tag it's gonna it's gonna you're gonna start to feel it never put him in great players okay i don't think the contract even did that all right. When you see what Chandler or Chandler Jones, um, Chris Jones is is about to get, although I'm sure KC will franchise them and, and figure some out because they're not in any sort of financial trouble. I think Jones is huge for them. Um, but when you see what Jones is about to get and and uh Aaron Donald and and a couple others, I think, uh like like maybe Leonard Williams, something like that. Um you see Ed Oliver you know, average yearly down a notch from that. All right. And that's because I think that it's a very accurate contract. All right. I I, I think it's, it's, I think Oliver is a guy who needs some strength on the, on, on, on his ends. Okay. To really take advantage of some of his quickness and, and ability uh, up the middle. I don't think, Except against shitty opponents sometimes, you know. Um, and maybe that's not giving him enough credit. But for the most part, man, if he if he's disrupting a game himself, uh it, it's probably against um you know lower lower competition. Yeah, against the fucking Patriots or the or, the, so, or, the, or the Jets. But I I don't I don't think I ever thought that Oliver could could disrupt on his own. I I, I never thought Ed Oliver could disrupt on his own. And when he, he goes up against, I'm sorry, all right, but like a 90-rated inside interior of, of Tooney or Thuney, uh, you know, who's an, uh, you know, an ex a fabulous free agent signing by them. They had money signed Joe Tooney. We didn't have as much and signed Connor McGovern, all right? We did okay, but man, all right, they they attach him to that Creed Humphrey. All right, who quite frankly is what I think pushed Mitch Morse out of uh, he did uh, out of there. So it's like, well, I mean, they are just nasty in there. And and point being, man, at Oliver, he don't win against nasty motherfuckers like that. He just don't, uh, and I, he's not really paid to. I want to, uh, man. I'm I'm glad you said that because I'm going to tell you right now, Terrell Bernard. The injuries were big. The championship pedigree of the Chiefs were big. Hammer Holmes, big, although him and Josh, for the most part, are awash. Andy Reid, lots of factors. Listen, they're the biggest, here's, let me give you the biggest reason why the Bills lost to the Chiefs. Their star players, not counting the quarterbacks, take them out because they're awash. Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey played like fucking stars in the playoffs, not the regular season. Travis Kelsey didn't have a touchdown catch for six straight games to end the season. All right. Playoffs come. Playoff players step up. Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, fucking phenomenal. Ed Oliver, Stefan Diggs did nothing. Zero in this game. Last year against the Bengals, Ed Oliver did nothing. So I asked you that question, and my answer is, no, they're not great players because great players play great in the playoffs in games that matter most. And this is kind of going back to what Tyler was talking about on the show the other day. You know, everyone wants to attach anything Tyler ever says in that fucking article. He's, he's got a lot of other great stuff besides that shit, but part of what was in that article besides Sean McDermott stuff was 
that builds the expectations, their own expectations, fans, media, what's satisfactory. How can you call Ed Oliver a great player, which I did several times in a regular season, when he lays an egg in the playoffs, he face plays in the playoffs. Stefan Diggs, his last three years with the Bills in the playoffs and elimination games, he has 24 targets, 10 catches, 63 yards, no touchdowns. Total, three times, dude, three games. You got 63 total yards receiving and three fucking elimination losses. And Ed Oliver didn't even get a snip of a sack against the Bengals or the Chiefs the last two years. You cannot call those guys great players if your expectation should be championships when, when they just do nothing in the playoffs. Sorry, just can't. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't out there calling them great players. But yes, I know. Bro, you just fucking asked the question. I get fired up about that. Look, you just named two guys that are already, you know, getting fitted for gold jackets. Okay. There's Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. All right. They just play better when it matters. And the Bills, the Bills stars don't. They're also just better. All right. Those are two guys that are just better than, than any two guys we got. Uh, that's fair, but they play their, their level of play rises in the playoffs. The bills, best players, whether you, you know, forget about comparing Kelsey and Jones to, to Diggs and Oliver compare Diggs and Oliver regular season versus playoffs. And there, there's your answer right there. Anyway, I want to move on before we get out of here, because this was supposed to be about the bills coordinators and thoughts on that. (laughs) Yo, you got to change your picture. Well, there's already, I mean, your whole, the, the, the are you about the cover? Use the cover are the two coordinators. I don't think we mentioned their names. Well, we're bro. about to now. I don't think we even mentioned their names, <laughs> which basically means we're about to tape some more shit <laughs> that ain't about nothing but the fucking bills. And the fun that was promised me is never going to come. No, that's going to be tomorrow's episode. We're doing Fan Friday for Friday, but let, let's talk briefly about Joe Brady and uh, and Bobby Babbage. Your thoughts on them? Um, there's a lot of people out there who are, again, just, I did mention they can't earlier. wait. Some people out there just cannot wait to dunk on Tyler Dunn because Tyler talks at length about Sean McDermott and how coaches just don't work well with him and they want to leave and get out of here. And then Bobby Badbitch gets out promoted and he had interest from at least three other teams. Uh, Joe Brady gets out. Uh, he he could have left. He had other options. He wanted to stay here. So you got two good young coordinators right now which is credit to mcdermott they obviously they want to be here but what are your thoughts first of all on both of them and of the two bobby babbage i never really i never realized it until like at the end of the season how freaking impressive his resume with buffalo has been man he develops for all pro players literally i I just said a minute ago and i we may not i may not have done it by name but I alluded to not mentioning, you know, your two cover uh, uh, athletes at all in the. Uh, um, you talking about during the, the course big- of the show? Yeah, 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 exactly that. Yeah, no, I, I just joked about, you know, not talking about them at all. I'm not sure that I said their names, but I'm wrong in saying that uh, they weren't talked about at all because I remember making a statement earlier in the show. The Bills had a very good week. Now, yeah. mind you, it was you were going talking about something else and. That, I still got Kansas City anger, but I, the the Bills had a very good week, and um, that's like almost on to the next for me. It, you know, oh the the part about people wanting to use that dunk on Tyler and stuff like that. You still got your Tyler time fresh in the in, in, in I your, do in your head the Tyler slander bothers defensive. me. I'm, I'm, the Chiefs <laughs> loss still bothers me. I'm still I'm still fucking very aggressive right now. I'm I'm not happy. That's interesting. Yeah. You should try edibles. um i think you you know i i I think that piece now is is out there for you know for the good uh good remainder of of mcdermott's time here it's going to be referenced it was such a monster um and i think uh you know that uh i think that tyler's probably pretty lighthearted about it by 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 this point especially when it comes to just fringe stuff like that he just doesn't pay attention like, to the fans yeah well, they, that, on twitter. That's, that's better on twitter. too that, on that, twitter. That, that works he doesn't too. care um so I, I you know that that sort of stuff about guys want to stay that's no that that's no surprise all right look mcdermott didn't uh mess well with the core offensive staff 
of the previous group. Okay, Dayball, Chad, you know, Dayball's out there. You know, Dayball's just a player's player, man. Yo, McDermott, if he if he anything, he a player hater. All right, (laughs) if McDermott is anything. He's a player hater. A young player hater. <laughs> Brian Dayball, sure. well, rookies, second year guys. Well, yeah, and I'm talking coaches and dudes, you know, our age and shit too. And then Hall, the way they loved Hall. And I don't think, I don't think it was a case of why don't they love me like that? I really, I really don't. I've had bosses. I've been Chad Hall and had bosses like McDermott. All right. Mm-hmm. He absolutely would think that your crew loving you that much is going to be taken advantage of and you your your ability to lead them all right will be will be compromised. So um I ain't a McDermott hater when it comes to to that sort of thing. But you know it was it's not hard to kind of identify some of the likely core players in, that that are on play coaches, all right, players in terms of theatrics. Um but in the piece, okay, it's it's just not that hard to know who the, who a lot of that came from and who he's talking about in a lot of cases. Maybe sure. not, maybe not where it all came from, but you know, the Hall thing is is obviously referenced, and I think the Hall thing tells one of the biggest stories about McDermott, and it ain't a ter- it ain't a terrible story. Yo, he overcame it. All right, he was underachieving massively. He deserved all the doubt. All right. Uh, I'm sure Tyler, did you guys talk about, did, you know, was he holding it, uh, until, uh, it was on the, it was on the buy. Did that ever, did he ever say whether he, he did he, that? He said he did the story. He did the story when it was done. The, the, the premise for the story to, to do it now came after they lost to Denver and Philly okay. games that they should have won both. They were at six and six going into the buy. And it felt like yet another lost season. Yeah, and I think most people at that time felt that way. Yeah, too. yeah. Timing six and was six perfect. Season, season, season's timing, over. Timing was perfect. Well, he some people, some people it's think like he no one, just sabotaged like, the season. It's so. like the old, fuck that. It's like uh, old school. No one went to, no one went to post a Facebook, uh, a Facebook post. You know what I mean? You sure. You got something good. You ain't going to get it. You, you ain't throwing out your kids, uh, uh, you know, football uh, uh, play that you want to get a ton of likes on like a Saturday night or something like that. You know, people ain't on, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta it's a wait till Sunday morning. Yeah, you gotta everybody's get the maximum viewers. Everybody would be on Facebook. Saturday. I always tell my wife that too. Like I post my Back best in the shit. Day, now, Sunday, I'll seven go, PM I'll go forever. I'll go forever now without worrying about what's going on on there. But no, I you know Joe there, there was a there fit. was a there was a lot of teeth to that story. Um and the response by the man, uh, you know, uh, certainly gonna, most affected by it. I want to point uh, out the, to you. The response was strong. My man grinded through Let me and, point took this his, to you. And, and took his squad on a, on a streak. That's, we got know, some Fan Friday. That's pretty I, big. There's, again, because your show prep with me is like quite literally zero. And we got some questions for tomorrow. So there'll be stuff on that topic tomorrow. Joe Brady, I like the fact that he has a body of work with the Bills. Like Ken Dorsey never called plays before. Like he just replaced Brian Dable. Joe Brady called plays for the last six weeks, which was like porno music to Sean McDermott, the way he likes to run the football, the way Brady ran the football. I don't like that correlation. I, I no. the, the fact that the fact that Brady like was a little, music? no, 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 no. The fact that Brady was kind of uh, the same sort of puppet to, uh, to McDermott that, uh, that I think Dorsey, you know, may, may have been, um, I think, they ran the ball a lot more and a lot more effectively. You, you know where the narrative, I mean, I get it, man, but the, the narrative for the, you know, the big uptick in, in, in running over the win streak and, uh, and the Brady uh, era, you know, six games, whatever, is the fucking Dallas game. We just never stopped. We just never stopped, man. You take that Dallas game. Yeah, it was fun. They couldn't all stop right. it. Yeah, you, you take that Dallas game, and then those stats start to bleed into some of the others, and it looks like, you know, we made this huge shift in 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 the way you know we were trying to win football games. You, you know, and, and we and, and right. game, football games that were winning, which also tells tells you a lot about the run. I just don't think Joe Brady. Look, I don't think Joe Brady is going to cross the the line of demarcation that Brian Dayball did with not giving a fuck to this. <laughs> All right, not giving a fuck to this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I think I think Brady's more inclined to. 
uh, you know, to, to play that one a little closer to the best than Dayball did. But I do think that I, I, I do think that Sean McDermott likely has the ability right now, if he wants to do nothing but macro manage his football team. Cause I think the bills absolutely, uh, retained and, uh, you know, uh, dropped the interim tag from two absolute stars. I think they might have the best. I, look, I, I, I'm not, I'm not drink the Kool-Aid guy. I love negativity, but you, well, you know where my, where my optimism sometimes tends to, uh, you know, to, to really heighten <laughs> is this time of year. But I'm, I, I think the bills may have the best pair of coordinators in football right now. That's how highly I think of, uh, of, of these two dudes. Do you know what Joe Brady deserves a lot of credit for low key that he doesn't get? Cause we talk, I mean, I just told you the running game, this running game that Khalil Shakir really broke out under the second half of the season with Joe Brady as coordinator. They got him the ball a lot more. He made a lot of big plays uh, for the bills. And I'm going to say something that's going to piss a lot of people off because people hate to play. All right, people hate to play because we were just running it to Steph with with Dorsey, and he's the only one we were running it to. Brady got those swing screens to work. All right, those, those, yeah. those, those I mean, the, when he hit Kincaid, one of the biggest problems with that play, that little wide receiver hit screen or whatever. I'm sure there's a more um, articulate way of putting it, a proper way of putting it that I don't know because I just don't know the X's and O's of football well enough other than from a referee's perspective. So you're not going to go work at cover one and be in the film room anytime soon? I am not. But one day I wouldn't mind coaching football and it sucks because like I wouldn't even know where to start with a playbook. But anyways, back to the, the run of the those those d- dig type screens man did they start to get those to work man all right i mean when he checked when he did the screen to like kincaid off the line with two blockers in front yeah. of him oh my god that was that was brady-esque yeah. in, in in the in the hernandez gronk years it was it was absolutely beautiful Agreed. so you know people that that hate on and a lot of people hated the the, the look of the uh of the passing game in the Kansas City game. Look at all these passes behind the line of scrimmage and all that stuff. Yo, man, like six to eight of those were some badass receiver screens that went for chunks of seven and nine. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, Brady is there, dude. Brady, these, I don't Brady think Brady's is, a this, There's no reason to believe, all right, that Josh Allen won't take an absurd statistical leap ahead in the back half of his career all right as they start to protect him more they start to you know to to get him the weapons and see you know how the games evolve bill's a little late to the party we all know this all right the wide receiver train over on gr all right certainly you know has been on this bill's a little late to the party but, but they're about to load up josh allen I mean, they're just about to load up Josh Allen. Brady will go so crazy. Brady be out of here in a year. You really want to check into who the Bills. It's funny you say that. You really want to check into who the an important Bills hire coming up is find me the guy who's going to replace uh, Brady, maybe an up-and-coming quarterbacks coach or something. Give me Tad Lewis. Funny Fuck funny it. you say that because switch to the other side. I don't. Joe Brady was not a surprise. I don't think there was ever any real candidate to take the OC job, and he wasn't going to get a head coach job this year. So I like was 0% per- surprised. I was a little bit worried about Bobby Babbage because we started hearing about Miami wants to interview him, Green Bay, New York Giants. So three teams were in on him and interested in him as their DC. Eric Washington leaves for Chicago. The one thing I'm going to say about Bobby Babbage before we get out of here is you said that a player told me straight up, he says within two years, Bobby Babbage will be an NFL head coach somewhere two years or less, but within two years, he said, he thinks Bobby Babbage will actually be a coach in the NFL. Dude, I never really thought twice of him until I saw the resume. Again, he started with the safeties. He came in. Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde were pretty good with their other teams. They became all pros with the Bills. He took over 2022. He goes to linebackers. Matt Milano's an all pro. Look what he, look what Terrell Bernard was this year. I thought he was going to suck. So Bobby Babbage yeah, is... Yeah, we did, man. Oh, my God. I fucking hated the thought of Terrell Bernard starting. going all the way back to the... One of my worst takes ever. Early. I yeah, had a lot was... of bad takes, and that was up there with the worst ever. But 
I think we can agree on one thing here. They might be up. absolute stars, bro. They might. I mean, I think I think we've got two absolute coaching stars as coordinators. They both might right be head now. coaches in a couple of years. So that's why <laughs> yeah. I started laughing when you said that because I heard the same thing, but about Bobby Babbage. But anyway, yeah, so we're both happy with them. And whatever you think about Sean's relationship with other coaches, I think it's a W for the Bills and the organization and for Sean that he was able to keep Brady and keep Babbage too, who probably could have went somewhere else if uh, if he really wanted to. But They played it great. I, however, you know, letting these guys go talk, the, the Bills are a pretty well-run football administration that's brandon bean it's also mcdermott plenty because mcdermott really has the say over those uh you know coaches decisions but just just the way the bills do business i think the am ambassador for the for the team and and all around just kind of cool ass dude for people that care about that shit too mm -hmm. is brandon is brandon Bean. speaking of cool ass dude did you happen to catch the Eric Wood Brandon Bean clip from Wood's podcast that he showed when yeah. Wood won the fucking derby. <laughs> Eric was pretty quiet. He's, 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 he's a little. I'll tell he's, 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 no, he's, he's a little quiet about it. But the fact, the fact that Bean would think to pull out the video, all right, and cat. Now it could have been someone else in the party that just sent it to Bean or something like that. But I think that tells you a lot about E. Wood and, and Brandon. I, I I got totally off track there, but I think the I think the Bills have a ton of respect for how they do business and um and they achieved their their, their they got their guys. This was a they great got, start. they got they got their guys. If you're looking and those guys are uber important. Okay. The defensive coordinator who's ultimately going to take a little bit of the load off of our overworked whether coach. he calls plays or not. All whether right. he calls plays yeah. or not, he's still gonna matter. For and sure. a competent offensive coordinator for an entire football season. Sure. All right. When we had one for like only a third of a football season coming in. And there should be a ton of optimism around the start of this offseason. You couldn't ask for it to start any better it's you know there were there were uncertainties at the two most important coaching pieces below the head coach yep. and they made them certainties over the course of the week big yep. big start agreed love uh love off-season football man <laughs> give me all those off-season stories i for the first time for the first time, I actually want to talk about football. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this saber-free episode of Talking Buffalo. Oh, man, what a win. What a win for this to be a saber-free episode. A huge dub for the for the program. I'm actually going to have Tobox right back with me tomorrow. We're going to do Fan Friday, answer some of your questions and comments. Talk to you tomorrow.